Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It's the podcast you look forward to every Tuesday. I know that I do. It's Is It Just Me? With me, Joe Elvin. And me, James Williams. And, you know, what do we talk about on this, James? For the uninitiated, we kind of talk about all sorts of rubbish, to be quite honest with you. Pretty much. But it's very serious rubbish. It's a serious, serious business. <laughs> we and take that's it why we always draft in a, a hugely exciting guest. And this week we have one of our all-time favourites. It is its blogger. She's an author. She's a chef. She's um, she's just all around amazing, and now she's an actor. It's Tanya Burr. Hello, Hi. Tanya. <laughs> I love that intro. I know. Well, did you? But oh, you, good. Because yeah. I just kind of like did it. I on was the like, fly. I'm definitely not a chef. No, <laughs> oh, you are. You're very handy in the kitchen. <laughs> I've, I've kitchen, made but... your lemon tart. Yeah, that's good enough for me. I mean, but do, do, you, do you love the fact, actually, Tanya? There's no one string to your bow. You you pretty much show you can go out and do it all, right? Do you think that's a great thing to be in this day and age? I think what's quite nice about where I started making YouTube videos is that you just explore all of your passions yeah. and share them with people. So if you like reading books, you can, you know, share what books you've been reading. If you are good at cooking, you can show people how you make your grandma's lemon recipe, you know, things like that. I think it's nice to be able to share all different aspects of your life but also we've talked about this a lot on the podcast uh, on previ- previous episodes and you know i think it's quite an old-fashioned thing now just to be one thing or just to have one career i mean i think now it's quite common for people to work in one industry for 20 years and then just have a total change in direction and i just think it's actually really exciting i think to be a working person now because so is it not too late for me to be a millionaire banker absolutely not Jan. amazing this is great news today is the new first day if only i can count <laughs> yeah. but um yeah i just think it makes it really exciting and also i think it makes people like you and i think that's why people really look up to you it's because you're just going out there and doing it i guess so yeah it's nice to think of it that way um I think that I've always just been about kind of following my dreams and um, I mean I've known you guys for a while yeah. now so you know how long I've been like working at everything that I've been doing and, yeah. um, and it takes time and you just have to stick with it. The thing is though not everybody um, pursues their dreams 
and gets their dreams, mm. you know? And like, I remember you three years ago when we first met you talking about wanting to be an actor. Mm. And now you're doing it. You've got your first play you're rehearsing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. it's very exciting. How, what do you think it is about you that turns that, that aspiration into something that actually happens? I honestly don't know. Part of me feels oh, like... come on. <laughs> you really need to bottle it. Okay. Yeah. Let me try and think about it. Um, my dad has definitely always um, taught me from a very young age to go after what you want. And, and I've met your dad and he's a really big character, isn't he? He's is. really... He's not... He's the opposite of shy. But he also yeah. can be slightly shy, I find sometimes. Like, he can talk to anyone... But at the same time, he, he can be quite kind of hard to crack to begin with. You must have just got on really well with him. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we were all, we'd all been drinking. So <laughs> that always yeah. helps. <laughs> yeah, that probably did help. Um, ever since I was little, he's always... I mean, my dad was a lorry driver when I was younger. And he would work, pick up extra hours and do kind of work every hour under the sun so that I could go to... I went to a school after my normal school where I could do drama and disco dancing and tap dancing and honestly every other kind of dancing that I can't believe there are all types of dancing <laughs> that I was really bad at, all of them. Um, but, um, so I could go and do all of that because he knew that I wanted to perform so much in lots of different ways. And he really shouldn't have been able to afford to do that, but he did it because he, you know, wanted to and, um, and believed that he could work hard enough to to do that and he's always taught me to just kind of go after what I want and he's and to work hard as well he's definitely mm. put that kind of like grafter yeah. in me um dream big work hard yeah dream big and work hard well, my, and, and my dad's very Australian saying was head down bum up I used to hear <laughs> that a lot when I was a child which is kind of the same head, thing head down bum up Joanne yeah. come on <laughs> yeah. yeah and and I just think there's definitely times when you should kind of sit back and relax and enjoy life a little bit and it can it can make that hard when you're so used to kind of being on it and making things happen. I mean, yeah, because it, it is quite hard, I guess, because, you know, you are, I guess, because you have such a sort of rabid sort of following on Instagram and online. Is it hard to actually take total time out now sometimes? It depends on what's going on. If I've suddenly, like when I just got cast in the play, that was at the end of last year so it actually made me really relax and enjoy my time off over Christmas because I thought I can kind of relax a little bit now because I've got the play and I know it's coming up and I know I'm going to be working so hard on that and also it's going to be so rewarding because it's something I've always wanted to do like I've been on stage when I was younger and stuff but only for amateur stuff and this is my professional coffee yeah this is a life-saving coffee coming so tell us about the play then obviously tell me we want to hear all about it so what can we expect okay so you can expect it's quite a naughty play it's called confidence called confidence it's a play written by judy upton and it was it's only been on once um at a theater in birmingham in 1998 so this is its 20-year anniversary and it is a very kind of gritty 90s play and what you kind of expect for a 90s play and that all of the characters they really just want to make something of themselves and that was kind of very typical of the 90s and kind of like girls doing it for themselves like Spice Girls. But that sounds like your story as well. Yeah it's definitely it's interesting because the director said that to me and I was like no. (laughs) 
but now as I'm reading and working on the play more and more and more, I'm like, oh, I can definitely see. I played a character called Ella, um, who the play is kind of all about, and um, I definitely relate to her in little bits and pieces. We're so different in the way we kind of hold ourselves and our personalities. Um, but then there's like little parts of her that I can relate to. She's um, She basically has a life, she doesn't have supportive parents in any way, shape or form or have a good relationship with them. She has no money. She lives um, in a seaside town, it's set in Brighton actually. But Brighton in the 90s, not Brighton now. Mm. Brighton now is somewhere where you go for a luxury, lovely seaside. Yeah. And, and an artisan loaf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very hipster, yeah. like super yeah. lovely. Um, Brighton in the 90s was... It's where you went to get a dream catcher. Yeah, it yeah. was It was a completely different place and not a very good place to be if you have no money as well. And um, so she is living quite a tough life. Um, and she just, everyone else in the play is quite, has kind of accepted their lives, particularly this character Ruby who works in a cafe. Um, my character, Ella, she goes and says, so she's like, what are you doing here, Ruby? And, um, and Ruby says, well, I would never even bother to do anything like enter the lottery. She's like, what would I do with a million pounds? And um, they've, they've very much all accepted their lives and aren't interested in another life, whereas Ella, she is desperate to leave, get out of there. She's set her sights on Hollywood, not okay. to go be an actor or be famous herself. She just wants to go and rub shoulders with famous people and live <laughs> that life and basically go to the complete polar opposite of the life that she's living right now. She's willing to do anything to get there. And she basically manipulates everybody else in the play. And she sleeps with all three of the men in the play. Hence the naughty um, bits. Hence the naughty bits. <laughs> And um, so, are you having some of your first sex scenes then as an actor? Yes. Oh, oh my, my god! god. Alive on stage. Yeah. I just well, can't handle the idea. <laughs> Rehearsals start on Monday, so we'll see. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've met my castmates, and um, we've only ever met once so far for a shoot. Um, oh, but I guess. But, but, but the- <laughs> <laughs> we don't really met once for a shoot. <laughs> it's on method acting. Yeah. It's on method acting in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, but I guess that's the nature of acting, isn't it? It's, it's quite weird. You meet somebody, and then the next thing you know, you've got to start kissing them. Yeah. That's the world you're now in, Tanya. Yeah. I mean, you never know. When you're reading a script, you don't know what's going to end up actually happening. But in the script, it says that. Uh, you know that other stuff has happened and there are kind of some sex mm. there's two pretty full on sexual scenes Ooh. but then there's also two kisses and I'm like am I going to have to full on kiss them on stage? <laughs> Probably And are you, um, are you already having that slight anxiety about like your husband and your mum and dad coming to see it? More my grandparents <laughs> I feel like my husband gets just it don't my tell them gets it. My grandparents I just I thought they would get their tickets for the play once I was in rehearsals and I kind of know what was going on because you can read the script and it could go one of two ways. It could, They could make it quite tame and not show all of this stuff going on or they could really go for it and be like, we're just doing this. And all the plays that I've seen recently there's been like full nudity on the stage and stuff and so I feel like it does happen. Um, and but then my grandparents texted me the other day just saying we bought our tickets and we're oh, bless. And they said they were going to the train station because they don't do anything online so they were going to the train station to pre get their train tickets to oh, go wow. from Norwich to London so they're really coming like two months in advance <laughs> imagine like going to the oh. station to I'm just going to get my tickets but that's so sweet 
blown. Well, yeah. But Tanya, I, you and I met, I, I first became aware of you through my daughter who was very young yes. at the time and we met at, I don't know, something and my daughter was so excited. So, but this is really sort of like moving away from that audience, isn't it? Yeah. That's, yeah and I that. guess so, but at the same time, I'm really excited to take them with me. Yeah. Because... Oh, no, well, she's not coming to this. <laughs> well, look, how, old, how old is she now? She's 12. Well, no, she's but yeah. it's, it's, it's PG. It's 14 plus. Yeah. yeah. Well, the age is like an age guidance. It's 14 plus. Yeah. So... But your audience has grown with you um, in that sense. Yeah, my audience has definitely grown with me. I don't have many young, young followers anymore. No. But does the blogging still hold the same allure for you? A hundred percent, it really does. It's mm. so interesting because there's so many people, um, and I won't name names, who are like in my position, we've been doing it for years, and they're just a little bit over it now mm. and are looking to the next thing and are ready to move on. But... I still get so excited every time I upload a video to my YouTube channel. Um, I don't update my blog as much as I should, but I never really have. It's never been... I've always had my blog, but I've never been very good at updating it. It's always been more like the Instagram and the Twitter and connecting with people, which I think is easier to do on like Twitter and Instagram and yeah. um, YouTube. And I don't upload as much as I used to because auditioning takes up so much time and I'll be planning... I'll say, right, I'm going to you know, film video today and then suddenly get a call from my agent saying we need this audition in 24 hours and yeah. you have to solidly like stay up all night, like learning the lines, working on it. So that's why I don't upload as much as I used to, but I definitely see myself carrying on mm. uploading. It's adding strings to your bow rather than totally changing your headset. I suspect yeah. you're going to get too busy. Yeah. I mean, you've also got um, the Sky One show coming out, is that right? Yes, yeah. so that's called Bulletproof. Um, and that's starring Noel Clark and Ashley Walters. And I only have a small part in one episode of that, but there is scope for Rebecca to come back in season two. Um, not that she's laying any hints or no. groundwork there. Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I just I was only doing I only shot two days of um for that show, but it was a great experience to do something with such amazing budget yeah after all the other acting work i've done like i did a short film and i did a show in the us which was super low budget and um and obviously theater is completely a completely different story but being on doing the on-screen stuff the difference between being on a set that has the budget of a show like Bulletproof is just amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, working in print media, the word budget is actually banned. You're not allowed to discuss it. Yeah, they're such yeah. buzzkill budgets, yeah, aren't they? They really do get yeah. in the way. Um, so basically, so the play opens when, Tanya, when can we look to you? Um, it opens on May the 25th. And, and how long does it run? Four weeks. Four so weeks. 29 shows. So wow. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah, so far, so good. Well, I guess you haven't started rehearsals yet. I we'll start on Monday, Great. and um, I'll let you know. And if I know you, you'll be insta-storing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And what theatre is it on at? Southwark Playhouse. Southwark Playhouse. Okay, yes. so everyone should go and get their tickets right now. Yes, please. Absolutely. I'm, although that's also really I can't scary. wait to see you being rude on stage. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. wait. I think you'll love it. I really think you'll love right, it. And I, I, dirty. I, I, well, I want to get tickets the same night as her grandparents. I want to see them react. Oh, my God. React. <laughs> I want you to sit next to them and they're like, put your hands over their eyes. Isn't that where we saw Billy's play? No, that was, no, that was the... the, oh, that was the young that, yeah, 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 that's, yeah that, that's an extra incentive to go yeah. the same night as our grandparents. <laughs> Not that we're being evil. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you ready for a bit of Is It Just Me, Tanya Burr? I'm ready. I'm really excited. With me, James Williams. Oh, I don't know. Well, it's, I don't know. This is this comes from a place of not being that excited at the moment. Is it just me, Tiny Bird, James Williams, who's pretty much lost my Twitter mojo? And anybody who follows me on Twitter would readily agree. I'm just not there anymore. Yeah, guilty as charged, I think, for me too. What do you think, oh, social media queen? I know, come I on, Tanya, you really, help us. I have something really interesting to say on this Ooh, one. Oh, okay. So, I had completely lost my Twitter mojo, as I think most people had. Um, two things really. One, I deleted the Twitter app off my phone, which I found helped so much because it stopped that. Part of me hated Twitter because it was one that I would just scroll on and just read a load of rubbish and more Trump news after more Trump news. And yes, I like to keep up with I the Trump news, but I don't. A, a huge part I don't of it. need it yeah. in every kind of every single time I look at my phone. Well, I don't follow him, but I feel like I, I do. don't. I don't follow him, but I just <laughs> yeah. see people that I follow That's talking about him. You don't need to follow yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone else is talking yeah. about him. And I definitely like to keep up with the news, but I can do that once a day. Keep up mm. with Trump news. I don't need to see it constantly, constantly, constantly. And um, and it just feel like it's taking over my life. And there's also lots of other annoying things people just talk about constantly on Twitter. So I just found the scrolling was making me miserable and also making me slightly addicted to my phone and having my phone in my hand too much to the point where I've actually got a funny little like thing on my finger where... <laughs> oh, I can from see rest- it's kind of bending. It's from resting wow. the bit where the charger goes in. It's that. Oh my gosh. And I've like got, a little nodule. I've got yeah. RSI here uh, in sort of like the top of my forearm from just constantly raising my arm and it's using awful. my thumb. Yeah. So, so do you Isn't just it? then use Twitter so on desktop? On my laptop, which oh. I love. I can't even explain it, but having to... It sounds like I have bad eyesight. I definitely don't. I've had laser eye <laughs> surgery, so I can't have bad eyesight. But that whole kind of holding a phone in your hand and like looking at your phone and squinting a little bit and it all being small... It's so nice to suddenly have Twitter to be like big and open on your mm. laptop or your computer. And you just feel much more, I can't think of the right word, empowered when you're tweeting. Wow. You're like, duh, 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 Speaking like or you're, do you think it's because you're engaging your thoughts more? Yeah. You're sat that you're really thinking I about what you're saying? Run out of things to say. I just, I mean, and people who listen to this podcast might be really surprised <laughs> by that, but I literally phone, laptop, whatever, I go to type something and as I'm typing, think, 
Elven, no one cares. That's, no one cares. I think, I just, yeah, yeah, I think that's what I have with it. My, I have more self-doubt about Twitter than any of the other social medias mm. or things. I don't know why. That gremlin, that Twitter gremlin gets in my head and goes, yeah, why are you saying that? No one's going to care or you just sound yeah. really stupid. Or, and also, I think the other thing I find with it as well, for all the reasons you sort of said, Tanya, is it's so full of people out there shouting, screaming, mm-hmm. trying to basically get their voices heard that you also then just go, I can't get, I just can't engage with this. But that's the other thing is I, I've got to the point now where I over-censor myself so much not that I feel like I'm going to say anything particularly um, contentious or, I don't know or, <laughs> you are you, you know. Joe. but yeah I just I don't know you, you know you make one misstep or somebody misreads something and mm. then you've just got hours of people yelling at you and True. I'm kind of I'm a bit dumb I, I feel like think worrying about whether it's relevant or whether people will care I think that's a dangerous road to go down because it could make you really self-conscious and mm. also that's the whole reason why social media started is because people do care and people are nosy about other people's lives and the things that I like to read on Twitter are just when people say oh I was just walking down the street today and spilled my coffee all over me so just little life updates that just give you an insight into someone's but maybe if, if Madonna said that I think that's quite interesting <laughs> if I say it I would Who be interested. I have actually lost a lot of followers lately, and I think it's because I just haven't been tweeting. See, so I, don't, don't unfollow me, and I okay. promise I will do I, something. The one thing I'll say about Twitter, though, is I, mean, the, I did find a bit of res, a resurgence, a personal resurgence with Twitter, was when I forgot how fun it is to watch TV shows on Twitter. Because you know, sometimes really? there are some Twitch shows oh, that really right. are that experiences yeah, like heightened. <laughs> yes, Love Island. So I watch like even like my friends on this show called um, Seven Year Switch on Channel Four, and just following all the comments people were making about that. Yeah. Um, so that can be really fun if you think back when X Factor was massive and it was a massive thing on Twitter. Yeah. It used to almost make X Factor more fun reading people's tweets and comments because everyone was basically being Simon Cowell on their phone. Um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't yeah. know. But um, but yeah. That's what it's good for. But I guess I do feel a bit like Twitter gets bashed a lot now because everyone always says Instagram's the happy place and Twitter's the angry, shouty place. I mean, how do you feel about that, Tanya? I'm I'm finding more addicted to Instagram lately. Yeah, Yeah. I I definitely love Instagram. But the second thing that I think about Twitter that has made me fall back in love with it a little bit is gifts. When they introduce that gift button. True. It's so fun. Yeah. Like, it just makes any tweet. It makes me really enjoy tweeting. I think, well, I love that tweet. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love yeah. lots of other people's tweets. Yeah. I just, I don't know what's happened. I think also I have been, I, I used to hate people who say this, but I have just been really busy and I haven't found that I've had the brain space to think of something that I think is particularly But happy. I think that's the point. I think, I think you've made that yeah. point well, Tani. It's like the way, clearly overthinking it. Sometimes just as you say what, whatever you want to say and rather than I think that's the problem I feel like everything I say on Twitter has to be really profound or really funny and sometimes maybe you just need to say what's on your mind or something really mundane yeah no I never think it through (laughs) I need to get back on the horse yeah and embrace the gifts clearly that's where we're going wrong I'm going to give you a week where I might saddle up that big blue bird (gasps) (laughs) that would just I don't think I'd be able to get out of bed Tanya you don't understand the day that my my daughter realised that Tanya followed me on Twitter (laughs) I I became a whole person in Evie's eyes don't take that away from me. She's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this show. No, so she, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She says, I don't want to hear your voice anymore. And I have to. I know. She's outrageous. She yeah. might listen to this one. Though. She might. Oh, she might. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now we've given her a shout out. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so we need to get back on board with our Twitter selves, Joe. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll try. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's. I think the, the, the desktop thing's really interesting. Do you Maybe... follow me on Instagram though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're amazing on Instagram. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> all of us. All of us. Is it just me who likes to scare myself? Yes. <laughs> Next. <laughs> that's so not true. Are you like you know killing it? Well, I, so I think there's, there's two ways to go on this one, isn't there? Do you mean, like, actually, like, in terms of your career and chucking yourself into a situation which is scary? Also, I think, and I know you're going to agree on this one, you just love feeling scared. You love roller coasters and terrifying rides. Oh, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about stepping out of your comfort zone. Well, I think there's both. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 See, I think I'm more inclined to do the comfort zones one. I, I, I really have got more of a scaredy cat about big... When I was younger, I didn't care about going on rides, and now... I get really like quite terrified, but um, but yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I think you know you you should always say yes to something that slightly scares you because I think it's going to test you and it's going to make you a stronger, bigger, yeah. better person. And also, you feel so happy afterwards that you've done it, mm. and it's so exciting. But yeah, at the same time, I hate scaring myself in terms of well, I could never watch a scary film. Ah. And if I watch a scary film, I then can't. Like, after watching Get Out, did you watch Get Out? Yes, I did. I was scared by Get Out. I was entertained by <laughs> Did you love it? I no, know. I didn't actually. No. I absolutely loved Get Out. And Daniel Kaluuya is just like my yeah, favorite. Yeah, he's amazing. In the entire world. And I thought it was a really interesting idea for yeah. the story but no I was really I was disappointed at how not scared I you wanted to be more scared yeah. I, I was happy that it wasn't I avoided it for ages because I thought it was going to be too scary and then someone said to me no you've got to watch it it's really really good and it's also not that scary No. however that one woman who just appears everywhere <laughs> I then would get in the shower and still even this morning in the shower and it must be about six weeks since I watched it I, well, I tweeted about it when I watched it with a gif and um I was in the shower this morning and I had to wash my face in like record speed <laughs> time because I was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to open my eyes and she's going to do Wow. That. Do you know the woman I mean? Yes, I do. I think, yeah. but I, that's so funny you say that because I, I think I have this thing. I'm terrified of windows with no blinds at night because mm. in my head, somebody's just going to pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, and I don't like that. And yeah. I have a weird thing. If I think about it when I'm in the shower, mm-hmm. like I have to always face out. Like, if I turn my back to the glass partition, yeah. I just think there's always going to be, like, some sort of psycho moment where somebody's just going to appear. Oh, Whereas if, I, if I'm staring out at it, I can see incoming danger. I watched Psycho far too young. <laughs> I'm talking, like, I was younger than Evie when I watched Psycho. Oh. Because it was, just, it was just a VHS tape that yeah. was just on my parents' shelf, and they were out, and me see, and my friend were like, let's watch it. I watched it really young as well, and I just thought it was crazy. Oh, really? you're, honestly, you're just hard as nails, Joe. I, yeah. like, I, I literally am that person in the cinema, arms folded. Oh. And I have to admit, I saw when I was in America last week, I watched A Quiet Place. Really? That's meant to be amazing. It's supposed to be amazing. That is terrifying. Oh. I mean, I was absolutely... Maybe I, not one for I, you then, Tanya, because if she says it's terrifying, I, that means it must be. There's one part where I basically ripped my husband's arm off. Like, just <laughs> sort of like... Really? It was... It's so well done. It's, it's actually... Well, probably... Not so terrifying, but just seriously stressful. So stressful from beginning to end. And but I is it loved so good the... that you think even someone who doesn't like horror should watch it? Because there's Oscar buzz about that. Film oh, already. I think it's amazing. Um, yeah. But I think that if you don't like to be scared, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend this make, film. Or just make sure you don't watch it alone. Because that's my feeling. I can. I'm a bit of a scaredy cat, but I can watch things like I would go and watch that in the cinema, but I could never watch it at home by myself but I think we're, we're sort of like the other strand here is obviously yes. you have 
you've been somebody who's always jumped, Tanya, out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And that's paid off for you. Mm. It definitely has. Have there been times when it hasn't? Ooh, good question. Um, Just because I think I'm just interested in, I really admire the people who, um, not to say that I don't admire you if this hasn't happened to you. (laughs) (laughs) But like the people that I get really inspired by, the people who tried something and maybe it didn't work out or it didn't work out the same way and they they get up again and do something else again. And Mm -hmm. I'm always really inspired by Mm -hmm. that, even though I'm not always confident enough to do something that really takes me off the dial. So I I, I agree with you. I think that failure is really um, admirable especially those people who do it so publicly yeah. mm. and then get up and learn from it. And I also think that if you never fail and it never pays off, it, it never doesn't pay off yeah. um, when you, you know, take a leap and it doesn't work out, then you're never going to learn anything. You might yeah. suddenly be really successful, but what happens when the one day that it does go wrong, you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. You appreciate the highs much more when yeah. you have the lows, don't you? So I luckily don't think I've had any public ones of those unless these tapes ever get released <laughs> hopefully they don't but I had an audition in LA actually last week that went terribly wrong and I really oh. I did take a, I don't know part of me thinks I took a risk with it and part of me thinks no, I just I should have done it it's my job to do it but I got sent an audition the night before I had to go in the room and do it and the trouble is with being in the UK is that you don't get to have in the room auditions very often you're always doing what they call a self-tape, which is where you're, you know, you just have a camera on a tripod and someone stands the other side of it and reads the other person's lines, then you just stand there and look slightly off camera and read the lines. Yeah. And that's how you audition it, you send it to America. Um, but I had an actual in-the-room audition. I'd not had one since the end of last year. So I was, felt quite inexperienced in doing that. And... I didn't have enough time with the lines. There was this huge monologue in it. And I just went and went... I just threw myself into it because I thought... I felt like I didn't have a choice because I'd also just got new acting representation and I didn't want them to think that I was not willing to work hard. And I just thought, well, it's the first audition they've bought me. I kind of just need to do it. So Mm. I just went and did it. And me having the confidence that I do in everything that I do, I just kind of thought it would be fine. And it just wasn't. It so wasn't fine. Oh. Like I was in the room and I was just kind of like sweating and the casting director was so nice and he just said he was like, just take your time. And I didn't take my time, which is a mistake as well. And I met an actor friend for lunch afterwards and he was like, you've got to own the room and, and you've got to take your time. They'll let you take your time. And he'd even said to me, take your time. And I didn't. I just rushed straight into it. And then I just was like mid-sentence and just could not think of what came next. Do you know what though? I, th- I honestly think you need those experiences mm. for when you're getting an award for <laughs> acting in five years' time. Do you know what I mean? You need that experience. I remember once falling over on my way to one of my first job interviews in London and like I fell over so badly, oh. which I do quite a lot, don't I? <laughs> um, I? I sprained my ankle. I was like, you know, I'd been crying. It hurt so much. And I sort of like stumbled to this interview and remember thinking to myself... Well, you know, this will be the story you can tell when you get this job. Mm. And I didn't get the job at all. They hated me. It was like <laughs> yeah. one of the worst days of my life. But obviously things got better. Exactly. But you, can't, you do need... Otherwise, the first time something does go wrong, you, 
you fall to pieces because if it hasn't gone wrong, you don't know how to handle it. And yeah. also, I think what's really telling, Tanya, is that the, with the way you're already talking about what happened to you relatively recently, last week, you're mm-hmm. already taking it in a... Say, I think, yeah. But you've already turned into, like, actually, I've learned that next time that ever happens, I will take my time, or maybe yeah. I won't jump into doing it so quickly, mm-hmm. or I'll ask for a bit of extra time. or yeah. you know. So I think that's all you can do with those situations, is basically go, okay, yeah, I may have slightly fucked up, but hey, how can I now turn this into a positive or at least some sort of learning curve? And I think that's the best way to do it. But I think, you know, just to sort of sum this one up, yeah, you've got to scare yourself. You, you'd live such a boring life if you just stayed in your lane mm-hmm. and didn't do anything that tested you or scared you. Yeah. But just to be clear, we're not telling people to go watch horror films. If, <laughs> 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 no one can yeah. sleep. if you're a wuss like me and Tanya, place. avoid a quiet place. I'm going to go to Hollywood next week and start auditions. <laughs> <laughs> just going to give that a go. Is that after you become a millionaire banker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, regular listeners you do know we love hearing from you here at is it just me uh, and we've got a lovely little reader shout out for Adiobi who's actually emailed us all the way from Nigeria she says hello Joe and James we are so international aren't we just you thought you were Tanya yeah <laughs> just zooming in from LA look yeah. fans in Nigeria um, first and foremost I want to say how much I love you both and the podcast oh thank you we love um, you my name is Adiobi and although I'm currently not in the UK I'm listening from Nigeria and can consider myself to be your biggest Nigerian fan and I look forward to the podcast every single week I just love it. Uh, although I don't have my own, is it just me? I'm with James on people who have too many friends. They're all dangerous and shouldn't be trusted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I said something a few weeks ago about, you know, you somebody befriends you on Facebook and you look them up, they've got like two and a half thousand friends. You're like, no, there's no point being your friend. You're never going to see anything. I do. Me having too many friends is not something we ever have to worry about. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. especially if they listen to this podcast. Tanya, though, she's got millions of friends. <laughs> yes, literally. Millions. But then, yeah. but then, yeah, Facebook's different to like you know followers, yeah, isn't I it? I don't have Facebook, so I don't. Oh, have don't you? Oh, it's a good thing to do. But um, but anyway, thank you, Adio, for getting in touch. And like I said, if you are listening, uh, do get in touch. We love hearing from you, and we do read all the emails. The e- um, email address is isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com and also while we have you please go to iTunes and review us because uh, it really helps the show to perform overall and then the more um, people who listen and help us make money then maybe we can make some merchandise <laughs> oh, yeah. and give yeah. you all presents who would exactly yeah. who wouldn't want is it just yeah, me merchandise prizes. yeah prizes presents so go on go to iTunes visits. right yeah. now leave us a review thank you very much and we'll see you in Nigeria for the world tour <laughs> Okay, Joe and Tanya, here, here it is, the last one for this week. Um, bit of a strange one, but hey, it is mine, so it's always going to be a bit weird. Is it just me who doesn't like baths? Now, I say this as somebody who recently had quite a heated conversation with a friend of mine who is a big bath fan. And I'm not talking about Bath the City, by the way, I'm talking about the actual physical act of running taps. I how angry you get about bathroom things. I know. We had a similar conversation about coloured toilet paper Oh, recently, don't get me started. I, I don't think I hate Bath as much as I hate coloured loo roll, but anyway. We but, used to have peach loo roll. Oh my God. So that, that makes me come out in like get hives. Out of this <laughs> get out. Yeah. Actually, it was me. I think it was my grandparents. Oh. Not the when ones coming to the play. Yeah, those ones. Oh, I've got so much to talk to them about <laughs> yeah. when we turn up to the play. <laughs> so they had, their bathroom was that green colour that was in fashion. Avocado. Like the 80s, 90s, yeah, yeah, avocado. An avocado sweet with peach yeah. toilet paper. With peach Oh, toilet. that's, quite a, that's yeah. quite a bold clash. I think I've just yeah, been a bit yeah. sick in my mouth, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't deny. Yeah. Um, anyway, my bath thing comes, I guess for me... I just don't feel they're, they're not worth the investment. And I know some people love them. They like candles. They do selfies. 
I'm like, it takes a long time to fill. You get in it, it gets cold really quickly. And I'm not a soap dodger. I do wash, but I'm just not a bath fan. Am I doing it wrong? Where, what's happening? But again, we, our bath, we used to get sort of like massive play because my daughter was following Tanya's bath time rituals. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a big bath fan yeah. then? Yeah. Oh God, so, is this where you and I fall oh out, God. Tanya? Yeah. <laughs> so you won't, I, there's hours of my life I can't get back from going to Lush. And like, <laughs> so oh funny. my God. I, I love baths so much. I can stay in them for ages. I like to put a film on. Oh. Um, make it really bubbly. Put in some magnesium flakes as well. Oh. Helps what relax that? your muscles. Oh, okay. It's very good. Um, well, I'm already doing it all wrong. I've not done any yeah. of that. Then I put in some oil mm. as well. So I like to have bubbles, salts, oils, or magnesium flakes if you don't have salts, that kind of thing. But how and regularly would you have one? Every other day. Really? But so do whenever you, I don't wash my hair, I have a That's bath. the thing. Do you have a... I, I, I do like the relaxation of a bath, but I don't feel clean when I've had a bath. <gasps> I feel so clean. Oh. I feel my most clean. I feel I bubbly. I just feel so, like I've been sitting in my own filth. I see, in my head, it's one of those things I always think I'd like to do it, but I'm never going to get round to it. I don't have the patience. No, that's I mean, me. I'll I, I tell you what it does work is when I'm feeling really cold and fluy and really achy. That's mm. the one thing that helps is to get into a scalding hot bath. But then I, after five minutes, and as you say, it's taken like 10 minutes to get it the way you want it to. And then yeah. I'm sort of lying there and I think, well, what do I do now? Yeah. And I you, just, okay, yeah. you're making the mistake. You need to have a podcast on or have your laptop. See, I positioned a little um, like cabinet at the end of my bath so I didn't have to balance my laptop on the toilet seat anymore. Now it's kind of slightly Wise. raised. I was going to say. Perfect. So I always will have audiobook, podcast, or a film on my laptop. This is um, precision planning. I know. And I could never sit in the bath and just sit there with my thoughts. That yeah. This is so like hard. A bath is a business. <laughs> I mean, why am I not surprised? <laughs> Turn your business there. Because yeah. the weird thing for me is, I, mean, I, I do find water very therapeutic. Like, you know, I love, I mean, I, I mean I'll, I'll tell you a story. This is actually true. I love a long shower. To the point whereby my showers are so long, my dad had to build a second bathroom when I was a teenager because the fights were so bad in the morning. Oh all of us God. trying to get ready because I would be in there. He'd be screaming, bashing down the door. And in so, the end, so my neighbour next door said the best thing that ever happened to her was my dad building the second bathroom because it meant she got a nice restful lying without hearing my dad screaming at me every day. So when the water wars slash apocalypse <laughs> happens, it's all James's fault. <laughs> well, I, I know, that's the thing. Yeah, I do like a long shower. But I got, so my thing is, I do think if you're feeling a bit achy or fluey or... Because I would say this, even when you wake up sick, I always try to shower because I think there's something about washing yourself will make you feel slightly better. Oh, I love it. It just feels amazing. Like when I got off my flight on Saturday, oh, yes. do you I just think there's nothing better? Have yeah. you flown to Australia and back? Yes. I mean, that's that's like the shower, burning whatever you were wearing. <laughs> I, I mean, sort of like sandblasting your own skin. <coughs> Did you know on my flight home from Australia, when I was like 21, I just got back from travelling, um, there was no entertainment on the flight. Oh, what? Wow. Can you believe that? Why did you even go? I flew with Thai Airways. That is a long time. And everybody else, this was before Jim and I knew about like taking pills and everything. You <laughs> like, like, yeah, I mean, sleeping pills, yeah, and, like, yeah. that kind of thing. and um, everyone else clearly had like taken something or were just able to sleep, God knows how. And me and Jim were just looking around us, and the whole flight was asleep. And we were just sat there, just staring at each other, like giggling, like with like manically. 
That's because we've just gone, where's the minibar? Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, well, actually, I'm talking of which, I was going to say, I do agree that, you know, on a hangover, the best thing you can do is chuck yourself under some water. Yeah. The, the, Not the... a bath, though. I made <laughs> such a mistake. I was in Paris for the one before last Paris Fashion Week, and I had the worst hangover of my entire life, and I thought, I'll run a bath. I was in this, like, gorgeous hotel room and ran this bath, ran it a little bit too hot, called Jim from the bath and was just like on the phone to him just moaning about how hungover I was <laughs> <laughs> and um and I was just in the bath and suddenly started sweating in the bath which is a really weird feeling it was yeah. just awful and then I was just really ill for the whole rest of the day and what, had to travel home what yeah and I've also had the what worse than that I think is having a bath drunk so at least you, oh, you were, no, a friend of mine did that yeah. where we were, she had this like really awful, like we left you us. You can drown in two inches of water. Yeah. Well, no, she just yeah. got in a bath a little bit drunk and then suddenly it just, the whole dinner she'd eaten, I think that it's the heat. So she just felt really uncomfortable. No, and awkward. And then makes me feel yeah. really, really She threw up all of her dinner. She yeah. felt terrible. Yeah, no. Baths. Please don't ever have a bath where you're drunk. You'll drown. No, no drunken baths, but uh, all hungover. All hungover. Just, I'm, a, I'm a catastrophe here. Right? But, <laughs> yes, yeah. but um, a hangover shower, I, I do agree. Yeah, or that's very important. even better, cool waking up hungover somewhere really exotic on your holiday and just throwing yourself into the plunge pool. Well, that's the best that's way. That's a hotel where someone else is going to, do you clean your own bath? That's the other thing. <laughs> it's like when I, when I get out of a bath and then look back at what's been left, I just think, oh, and then it's always up to me to clean it before <laughs> I get like it again. You like a really dirty person. So I don't know. Well, I do feel now that maybe I need to give bathing a go as in the way Tanya does bath. Because maybe I'm not, I've just been doing yeah, it all wrong. You need to entertain yourself in yeah, the bath. Which sounds a bit wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got that covered. A man on his own. In a book I mean, this is all taking a very weird turn. <laughs> I won't be embracing that kind of Have bath. Have you got any vlogs in time for that? How to entertain yourself in the bath by Tanya Burr. That's a good new one. Oh. <laughs> we'll give it a go anyway. Well, on oh, that so, note... I'm suddenly very interested in having a bath tonight. I know, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, as, as every well, time... That's a bit of a nice note to end on. You, you never know where it's going to go on this show, Tanya. That's why we love it. And also we love having you on. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for coming along. Good luck with the play. Tell everyone again where they can see you. Thank you. Southwark Playhouse opens on May 25th. Tickets are available now. It's called Confidence and we will be there front and centre. Centre. Sitting next to your grandparents. Yeah, absolutely. Filming them. I'll have have the smelling salts ready. (laughs) Good luck, Tanya. It's been great having you. you. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.